Good morning, this is the Tanya for the 19th of Shvat. Our evil inclination is incredibly smart. When we are inspired and ready to make a resolution to change and grow, it comes up with amazingly logical reasons why we should cool down our excitement. Such as, there's no point in doing this just once. If you aren't ready to commit to this forever, you may as well not do it at all. That would be hypocritical. What's interesting is that when the situation is reversed and when you're feeling tempted to sin, suddenly there's no problem compromising. Just do it once. Just taste a bit. It doesn't mean you have to do it forever. It should really be the opposite. Because fulfilling a single commandment draws down divine energy and light. Your soul becomes completely bound up with God when you perform that mitzvah, that good deed. Even a single good deed done a single time bonds your soul to God eternally. Although it seems to you that you had just spent a few minutes in prayer or done just a tiny act of kindness towards another, you've strengthened your connection with God for all time. How could that be? Every spiritual thing is eternal because God and all of spirituality is beyond time. God is not limited to fitting into the categories of past, present, and future. One second. If the bond with God from one single good deed lasts forever, why do we need to fulfill more commandments? Because we are limited. We live within a reality where there, where there is a past, present, and future. From your perspective, you did a mitzvah and then it ended. Now you're busy with something else. The connection in your reality has become weaker because it's no longer on your mind. Human beings have the ability to separate from God's perspective of reality by occupying themselves with a matter unconnected to spirituality. And then you start thinking, look, you're already separate from God. You're a lost cause. No point in even trying to get back up. But this voice in your head is not correct. The bond we form with God is eternal. But the separation is not. It's always possible to mend the breach, to repent, because in truth, the breach is one-sided. As soon as you return, God reciprocates and returns to the previous eternal bond you had shared. Therefore, even if you've missed an opportunity to perform a, a certain commandment, you can always apologize and request forgiveness. Beware, though, that there is a problematic mentality in which a person may say to himself, right now, let me enjoy this misdeed. It isn't even such a terrible one, and later on, I'll repent. Such a person allows himself to sin because there's an option to repent. Taking advantage of God's good will is problematic. Yes, no matter of the severity of a transgression, there's always a way to repent. And yes, apologies and repairing the damage caused by a sin you've done is important. But that apology doesn't change the fact that you should not have done the act to begin with. Repentance is real and it's true, but you can't hurt or insult someone just so that afterwards you can make up with them. Nevertheless, even if a person does sin, thinking he'll repent later, he really can repent later. His regret will be accepted. However, he doesn't receive divine help or inspiration to guide or inspire him towards repentance. Before his passing, shortly before the Jewish people entered the land of Israel, Moses taught them the Shema prayer. He instructed them to recite this prayer and affirmation of our beliefs every morning and every evening. Why was it so important specifically before they entered the land of Israel for the Jewish people to remind themselves every single day, you should love God with all your heart, with your whole soul, and with your entire being? This prayer is about dedicating all you've got to God. If self-sacrifice is needed, so be it. But what's the connection to the land of Israel? The Jewish people were promised by God that they would conquer the land in a completely miraculous manner. So why would they need self-sacrifice here? 
Moses was reminding his beloved nation, you are about to conquer the promised land. Do not allow yourselves to become influenced by the lifestyles of the pagan nations there. Despite the attractiveness of their way of life, remain steadfast and dedicated to our God. This is true self-sacrifice. It means denying yourself something you are attracted to. It means giving up your personal preferences and desires. It's hard work. Therefore, Moses taught us to recite the Shema prayer every day, twice a day. Remind yourself of your values. Don't allow your convictions to wane. The only way to remain inspired and stand strong in your resolutions is to remind yourself of the reason you are doing this. This concept applies no less in today's day and age. Self-sacrifice doesn't only mean willingness to sacrifice your life when facing religious oppression and persecution. Even in times of peace and tranquility, you need to be aware that temptations creep up on us and distract us from spiritual pursuits. Denying ourselves things which we may have personally found attractive, but which the Torah forbids, is self-sacrifice. It's not easy to overcome anger, feelings of jealousy, laziness, It takes great strength to not rationalize negative behavior and give in to it. And yet we are able to resist and overcome and remain steadfast and connected to God. Shema, twice daily in the morning and at night, serves as a reminder that you have the power and ability to choose to live a life of holiness every moment of the day. You have the ability to rise above your instincts, sacrifice your desires, and choose to remain connected to God, never allowing that connection to be severed. Have a wonderful day.